0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts: the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, August twenty-fourth. Wet feet. Today's scripture reading is found in Joshua chapter three, verses seven through sixteen, from the Message translation, which reads, "God said to Joshua." This very day I will begin to make you great in the eyes of all Israel. They'll see for themselves that I'm with you in the same way that I was with Moses. You will command the priests who are carrying the chest of the covenant, when you come to the edge of the Jordan's waters, stand there on the riverbank. Then Joshua addressed the people of Israel. Attention, listen to what God, your God, has to say. This is how you'll know that God is alive among you. He will completely dispossess before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Parasites, Gergeshites, Amorites, and Jebusites. Look at what's before you, the Ark of the Covenant. Think of it. The master of the entire earth is crossing the Jordan as you watch. Now, take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man from each tribe. When the soles of the feet of the priests carrying the chest of God, master of all the earth, touch the Jordan's water... The flow of water will be stopped. The water coming from upstream will pile up in a heap. And that's what happened. The people left their tents to cross the Jordan, led by the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. When the priests got to the Jordan and their feet touched the water at the edge, the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest. The flow of water stopped. It piled up in a heap a long way off at Adam, which is near Zarathun, the river went dry all the way down to the Arab Sea, that would be the Salt Sea, we know it as the Dead Sea, and the people crossed facing Jericho. This is God's Word. Biblical Narrative Not a static story, but a dynamic narrative whose creative artistry draws us in, making the story ours, and making us participants as the story unfolds. Or we can describe it this way, biblical narrative is not prescriptive and is ultimately meant to be much more than merely descriptive. To say it's not prescriptive is to say that What we find happening there, what is commanded, what is forbidden, what is rewarded, what is punished, or what is simply noted as happening, doesn't necessarily prescribe a course of action we're meant to apply and implement. In fact, as Paul explicitly warns the Corinthians when he urges them to remember our history, as a general rule, we don't want to imitate what happens in the story. More often than not, what we encounter in biblical narrative are more cautionary tales than commended patterns for behavior. Don't do as they did is generally the default warning embedded within biblical narrative. Biblical narrative is not prescriptive, but it's also ultimately meant to be more than merely descriptive. It's more than this is what this person did and what that one did and this was the outcome, yada, 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 yada. Not prescriptive and more than descriptive because biblical narrative is always meant to be inscriptive. We are meant to engage in the narrative, to become participants in the unfolding story that is anything but static. We are meant to engage in the creative artistry of the storyteller to carefully plumb the story in its natural setting so we understand it first there and then see it transported meaningfully into our own setting. How do we see ourselves in this story? How is our position and situation parallel? This isn't something that can be forced. No, we must allow such meaningful connections to emerge naturally as we allow ourselves to sit with the story for a bit. What say we try this out over the next few days in these devotions, starting with this story in Joshua 3 of when the Israelites crossed over the one great initial barrier they had to navigate before entering the Promised Land, crossing the Jordan River. Now, I don't have a whole lot that's original to say here. Actually, I don't know that I ever really have anything original to say, period. I gave up on saying something original a long time ago in favor of saying something meaningful in the moment. Okay, hopefully what I do say is in fact meaningful in the moment for you who read and listen. Though perhaps it would be best to let you go first. Israel crossing the Jordan. No, it's not prescriptive, pointing us to a miraculous crossing of a local river or canal the next time we come to one. And no, it's not just descriptive. Hey, look what the Israelites did cool. The question is, how is it inscriptive for you? How is this story waiting to be meaningfully written into your life and your life meaningfully written into it? Read it again. Sit with it a minute. See what meaningful connection emerges. I'll wait. Okay. Okay. Let's compare notes, just the highlights. Joshua was told to be strong and courageous as he undertook leading the people into the promised land. And this is the first obstacle where that strength and courage will be required. This wasn't the first water burial Israel had faced, but at least this time no one was chasing them. At the Red Sea, Pharaoh's host was hot on their heels as they stared at the impenetrable barrier of the sea. God's instruction then? Stand still and watch me work. With an extended staff in Moses' hand and a mighty blast of air from the divine proboscis, aka nose, splits the sea, driving a pathway all the way across. They didn't even have to get their feet wet, though they did have to summon the faith and courage to walk that path between two immense suspended walls of water, which was no small feat. This time, The waters are piled up for them way upstream, perhaps by a timely earthquake. But the trick is, those leading the way had to get their feet wet first. And with the generally steep banks of the Jordan River, this meant total commitment. It meant going all in. Because once the fellow in front took that first step, he was in. Which meant if he was in, all four of them carrying that Ark of the Covenant that was leading the way, We're in. Sometimes we get to test the waters by dipping in our little toe. Sometimes we just get to stand there as we just watch things happen. But generally in this walk of faith, it requires that first step. It requires getting our feet wet, which means once we're in, we're all in. And then watch what God does upstream. Okay, now it's your turn. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. So how about it? Just how is this story waiting to be meaningfully written into your life and your life meaningfully written into it? What barrier are you facing that demands you stop studying the river and get your feet wet already? Lord, speak to us through the pages of this ancient narrative, this ancient text of wars and campaigns, of battles and divine encounters, as well as of the moral dilemmas posed by such wars and campaigns and battles. Draw me to the words even here that you intend me to carry for the journey ahead, centering truths, steadying realities, spiritual lifelines to help me root into you as I pass through my own Jordan and stare down my own wars and battles and conflicts. Through it all, remind me that I don't save the day, this day or any day, but that you do. And let me find rest in that reality. Through your mercies,